you say Lima Charlie? Lima Charlie. Lima. Yeah, because it's LC, and then the phonetic alphabet, L is Lima, C is Charlie. Why? Lima Charlie. Why Lima? That's kind of a weird one. I get Alpha, Beta, I could see. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, I dig it. I like the name so Charlie. If you go through all of them, you got India, you got Mike, you got all... they. They don't sound anything like the other one. Ah. So you, have tw- you have 26 very distinct sounding words. F must it be Frank, f- right? No. Nah. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I knew it. I'm a loser again. <laughs> I forgot what F is now. You threw me off. Oh, it is Frank. No. Fred? Oh, bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot. Foxtrot. Yeah, I, was about to get, I was in Foxtrot company. Uh, you threw me off with the frig. Totally embarrassing yourself right now. Foxtrot, <laughs> man. Oh, I can do that. You want me to do the whole thing, Sergeant? Right now. <laughs> Dude, basic training, they would make you do it before you eat. You go all the way to Z with that bad boy? Zulu? Yes, sir. Zulu. Oh, is that in honor <laughs> of the Zulu tribe who dominated the British uh, people? Many years ago, the colony. It's just a a good sounding word. You ever seen the movie Zulu? It's an old one. No. Yeah, it follows. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. It follows the exploits of a British colony, like back in the 1800s, and they're um, in this uh, African territory, and the Zulu tribe like surrounds them and uh, wreaks havoc upon them. I gotta check that out, because that's probably good, because that's one where you really, like, they deserve it. You deserve to get mad. Oh, yeah. I think it's kind of what they were trying to do with uh, Woman King, but nobody once saw Woman King, and Uh, they also lied about the story of Woman King, so. (laughs) I was gonna say, very historically inaccurate. (laughs) How quickly we forgot about Woman King. Yeah, that uh... Remember last summer, it was the, (laughs) 2022, it was the year of... Black woman dominance for blockbuster movies, man. And, uh, well, dude, even Ibram X. Kendi now is under investigation. Whoa. Uh, wow. Yeah. Turns the... out the whole thing was a scam. Wow. You mean the critical race theory? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like dude, we you remember was... that clip of him when they asked him to define racism and he used the word racism and like the crowd even laughed? Yes, he used the word racism to define racism, which we all know is uh, a major faux pas when you're trying to defend your argument. We learned that in third grade. Everybody learns that in third grade. <laughs> you don't use the word in the definition of the word. That's right, man. <laughs> it's like third grade sides here. Huh. What is uh, Mr. Kendi going down for now? The fact that he's a race baiter and manipulator, liar? Uh, uh, same thing as all of them. Uh, <laughs> some kind of embezzlement or something. Turned out to be a whole scam. Oh, it, he was really running like a Ponzi scheme of some sort. For sure, dude. His readings and stuff became like required reading. That's so stupid. I don't even know. I didn't really dive into it. I just can't <laughs> wait to see. Uh, I, I'm just. I can't wait for all of it to be said and done, and for him to get less than 22 years. Right. Yeah. You know, at this <laughs> point, for me, 22 years is the litmus test for whether or not you're a Democrat or Republican. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. No. Seriously, 22 years. If you get more than 22 years, you're Republican. If you get house arrest, you're David DePappy, the guy who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer. Yeah. Not lost soul. <laughs> That's right, dude. And Where's then, our, uh, our mayor, as he says, they just need an outlet. 
These are kids who are looking for an outlet. Can even use that uh, with that fella, Mr. Penny, in New York, who's still behind bars or going away for a long time, I assume. Uh, are you talking or... about that assassin, that <laughs> murderer, that trained killer who took down that innocent Michael Jackson impersonator? He loved doing the Michael Jackson impressions, Mike. <laughs> he really found himself on the streets of New York. <laughs> Uh, 22 years, man. Uh, I've been thinking about that quite a bit lately. It, for some reason, that one left a really bad taste in my mouth. It, like the 17-year conviction, there was a 12-year one we talked about in there. Those, I don't know why, like, they bothered me, but they didn't rub me like the hitting that second decade on the conviction. Well, well 17 man. couldn't even hit you because two days later you got hit in the face with the 22. You That's know? Right. It was like... I just can't get over that. Like I can't get over, dude. That whole week. Do you remember? Like there was like sorrow in the voice when you played that clip, where they were like, "The proud boy leader got seventeen years." Prosecutors were looking for thirty. They were very disappointed. Yeah, seventeen years of this guy's life gone. It's crazy. You guys have no. I don't. You're supposed to be the party of compassion, right? Well, and I I keep up with. All the local news, especially out of Chicago, I like to see what's happening around the family, and uh, it, it's you'd be hard pressed to find news that wasn't about some sort of insane violence, and then the attacker or a, you know criminal getting away or being let out of prison ninety days later because of some <laughs> bizarre new law Lori Lightfoot put in place, and, and like it's you think about these. Real life violent criminals who are on the streets perpetually being let back out into the streets and they are committing rapes, murders, they are stealing, and uh, these people can roam the streets, right? But Enrico Tario is behind bars for 22 years because he was not near January 6th on January 6th. I know, are we safer? Is the world safer? Would you would you rather have these criminals, these repeat offenders, living next door to you, or Enrico and Tario? I would like to have Tario as my neighbor. I'll take Tario over any one of your heroes. <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, you know what? It's kind of funny that we're here now at a point where you could argue our society is entering the phase or the results of critical race theory being applied to the schools, to the job force. You know what I'm saying? This whole idea that we are an oppressive, supremacist society, and we must relax all these laws and regulations around these minorities in order to help rise them, you know, raise them back above or, you know, above us, right? Isn't that the whole goal of critical race theory? Here we are now, what has happened? You know, the major cities are desolate and filled with crime, and the man who uh, coined the concept is now uh, probably going to go to jail himself. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> it really hope. works out. It's funny, too, because over the last, like, three or four months, people have been losing their minds over Ron DeSanctimonious and all these anti-critical <laughs> race theories, uh, theory laws that he's putting into place in Florida, and now the dude behind it, it sounds like he's uh, just running a Ponzi scheme. Turns out it was a scam. Yeah, every- Perpetuated by rich white women who have nothing better to do. That's literally what it was. They just supported this guy financially. Absolutely, man. It's uh, pretty yeah, it is. 
<laughs> well, dude, I don't want to. Jump, I didn't mean to jump into this, but dude. Well, I can. Anybody who hasn't seen it or heard it, you gotta go check out Bill Maher on Club Random. He had James Carville on. <laughs> I tried to listen. These dudes. Uh, it was just like a big hour of fellatio on major Democratic players over the last twenty years. Dude. No, but did you hear the part? Like, they literally believed James Carville even specifically said the difference between the two parties is the extremists in the Democrat Party. That's only ten percent. That's right, man. But the extremists in the Republican Party, that's 65%. 80 million people voted for Trump. 65% of them. That's like 50 million people out there are are, are violent right-wing extremists, racists, who are ready to take to the battlefield to fight for Donald Trump. Dude, I cannot wait for this big battle where it's going to be this giant battlefield where you're going to have all the people that, I said it before, all the people that the Daily Wire people are afraid of. All those really extreme leftists, and then all the extreme rightists, they're all going to get together to battle it out, this great civil war. There's going to be 400 people on this battlefield. <laughs> yes. And most of them will be obese and too lethargic to actually move forward any significant amount of space. And we've painted the picture. It's the red hats versus the blue hairs, folks. It's very Absolutely. obvious what's going on. They got the colors. They got their jerseys. Uh, they have their own flags, right? Oh, dude, you there's got gonna, the Trump there's flag. Be 400, the... pe- 400 <laughs> people, 380 rascal scooters. <laughs> well, yeah. This, this, this battlefield's going to have to be a paved parking lot because, I mean. Not just the rascals, too. They'll have those ones you can rent with the app. You know, those zoomy ones, right? Those <laughs> neon green scooters you see dumped all over the side of the road everywhere. <laughs> and the ones that don't show up with those are being dropped off by their mom. That's the craziest part. In a Prius, absolutely. Uh, so no, dude, but you got to hear these call. guys talk. I, the clips I clipped weren't about it because some of it was just the way they talk about the Republican Party is there's just there's a hundred million, you know, there's like fifty to a hundred million people out there that are just so extreme right wing, and all it is is they hate black people, they hate migrants. Oh yeah, it's it's like what what are you guys what are you guys even talking about? And man, they the left, they they really nailed this like thirty year scam of we're gonna just we're gonna tell every kid they have to go to college. And since most kids can't go to college because it's actually kind of like an elite thing that really should only be for the smart people. That's right. What we're gonna what we're gonna do then is we're gonna come up with a million bullshit degrees, right? Oh yeah. So we're gonna. So now we're gonna we're just gonna spit out a million kids a year that have a, a degree in gender studies. Everybody right? has a communications degree. Everybody communications degree. Everybody degree. has all a these communications bullshit degree. degrees, right? And then you know what we're gonna and then you know what all those kids are gonna vote Democrats because we're gonna promise to cancel their student debt. And then you know what we get to say on every fucking podcast. All I keep hearing is, well, the co- majority of college educated Americans vote for Democrats. <laughs> That's right, man. And, James Carville must have said it like four times, and he was like, and, and we know why, because they're smarter. Why don't we break that fucking down here? The engineers are not voting for Democrats. The engineers, the mathematicians, those guys are voting, the accountants, those guys are voting for fucking Republicans, right? It's your fucking blue hair, gender study, queer, doesn't know what gender she is. <laughs> that's that's right, the man. girl who's $200,000 $200, in debt and can't get a job with her bullshit degree. That's the college-educated cunt that's voting for Hillary Clinton. Are you uh, hanging out with my neighbor currently? What's going on yeah. here? 
That's crazy, man. But dude, this is my this was there's one clip here. This is, I you gotta play this. I love this clip. I love this clip because I have heard our parents say this. I've heard so many people say this, and it just this is the way you fucking Democrats get to keep voting Democrat, but then avoid the, like when Joe Biden starts doing bullshit. You're like, whoa, whoa, I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I'm in the middleman. Yeah. So we Listen are just, to- this is uh, James Carville, former so- Democratic, um, uh, what is he? He was a um, coach. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't even care. Consigliere. He's a fucking old asshole who loves the yell and say the F word. And he's like the tough guy of the line. And um, he uh, and- he's on Bill Maher's show, his little podcast that he loves to do. And Bill Maher's about to explain to us why he's not a Democrat. I love it. Yeah, I know Jimmy. I remember yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, he was a he's a good Democrat. Almost everybody in show business is a Democrat. Yeah, because they know. <laughs> well, also, it's just like, you know, I'm an independent. Okay. I, I, I voted for every Democratic president, but I swear to God, it's if you every time I gave the Republican a chance. In other words, I looked at the choices. I didn't just automatically vote Democrat, but I legitimately thought, yes, Bill Clinton will be better. Uh, as a president than George Bush or Bob Dole would. And then I looked at George Bush and I looked at John Kerry and Al Gore and legitimately said, no, these guys are going to be smarter and more compassionate and more effective. And I don't regret that. And then, you know, Obama with McCain and Romney. So you never voted for a Republican. I hate either John McCain or Mick Romney. There's, There's things to admire about both of them. But I still thought, no, Obama... Maybe if it was them against some lesser Democrat along the way who I didn't like. But I just think that that to me is how I do it. You, I know that's not where well, you are. Well, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, when I was a kid, it's the only people that wanted to... It doesn't matter, James Carville. He's fucking, I hate that. He's Dude. a little sleepy. He's, a guy, he's an old but, guy, okay. you know? But did, but listen, Frank, oh, I'm yeah. an independent. I am not a Democrat. Now, let me explain to you why I only voted for Democrat for the past 30 years. Yeah, no, he he went back to Clinton. You went 30 years of voting for only Democrat. You're n- and Mom, I hope you're listening because you fall in this category. You're no longer a fucking independent. If you spent 30 years looking at both sides and you only agreed with one side, that means you are that fucking one side. You're not an independent. Stop telling people you're independent. You sound like an ignorant fucking fool to anybody who knows anything. When you say, I'm an independent, but I voted Democrat for 30 years. You can't just vote Democrat for 30 years, and then when the shit hits the fan, be like, no, I'm an independent. This whole time, I've only been voting for them because they were the best candidate. You can't say they're the best candidate as if that is just a totally objective truth. It's not. Oh, sorry. Absolutely, and not only that, I mean, it was good. It gave me a chance to sip the old... Bruce, sorry, man. There. That one, oh I, yeah, I've I've just I live in Chicago. I live in Chicago, where your choice for mayor every fucking time is between a Democrat and a Democrat, a black lesbian and a black lesbian was literally our choice. <laughs> and every fucking person I turn around and talk to, they're like, "I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent." No, you're not. If everybody that said they're an independent wasn't independent, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. Not only that, I mean, uh, here in Denver, we decided, you know, because everything is. Mike, it's so partisan these days, right? We're so divided that we had a nonpartisan election. It was beautiful. The choice was open. You could choose from the Democrat, 
the Democrat, uh, the Democrat. You also had the Democrat. Uh, there was another Democrat, and then you had the two Republicans who nobody voted for. That that was the open, you know, inclusive, non-divisive election. And then Mike, it was it was glorious, man, because it was so free, right? Nobody nobody knew. We were just voting on the issues, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we came down to a runoff, right? As a, any fair election would, and it was the runoff. It was it was a close one. It was really close. It was between the Democrat and uh, the Democrat. That's right. <laughs> no, That's, that was the say. runoff. Yeah, it was between the two Democrats, and you, you uh, wouldn't guess it, but to fix all the problems that the Democrats previously created here in Denver, Denverites chose a, Den- a Democrat to fix uh, those problems. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, you know what this, you know what this, you know what this oil fire needs? More oil. That'll put it out. <laughs> we need to just dump more oil on this oil. Oh, it's so insane. It's so insane. Yeah, and I, you know, and I guarantee you, ninety percent of the assholes walking around Denver are thinking the same thing Bill Maher is saying right here. I, that, that's uh, why <laughs> oh, I'm an independent. Listen, I, I, I like John Kerry. Or no, who's that guy? I like Kasich. I thought Kasich was a good guy because he's not even a real fucking Republican. Absolutely. Now, my argument has been for many, many years is there should be no registering for either party. We're all we all should be independent voters heading into the booth. These clowns running for this circus should have no idea who we affiliate with. So they should treat us all the same, like people who could potentially vote for them. Maybe then we would have less division. Maybe then people would hate each other a little bit less. And then you'd have a little less of Hillary Clinton calling the other side deplorables and, you know, Trump. I don't know what Trump calls the other side. You know, you know, <laughs> I don't watch you know what stuff. I'm really starting to see, though, is I think we just need to get rid of the primary. The whole point of the primary was, oh, this is a big thing where the party's going to see who they back, right? Because the DNC, they're not going to choose who they back. They're going to let the people choose, and then they'll back that candidate. That's but right, man. We've totally proven now, ever since 2016, that that is totally not how it works. The DNC picks who it's going to be, and then they just put everything behind it, even during the primaries. So we should just have no primary. It's just an election. There's going to be 19 people on the ticket. <laughs> well, you, you know? want any proof of what you just said right there? Take just a gander over at 2020, and Kamala Harris just decided on a whim to pull out of the race right before the primary in her own state? I don't yeah, think so, yeah. man. Some wheeling and dealing went on. They said, hey, Kamala, you know, we got two boxes we need to check, and you check them both. So how about you pull out? We give you a little dough. Uh, we'll call Montel Williams. He'll hang out with you for a night. Just one, though. <laughs> just one night. And then you could be VP. Maybe if you do a good job, we'll put you in the presidency. Think about how great it would be to see, like, instead of just Trump-Biden debating on the stage, Imagine tossing a Vivek in there. You know, you got RFK, Vivek, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, everybody on the stage battling it out, you know? Well, the truest tragedy of all this wheeling and dealing behind the scenes and all the nonsense with the primaries because they just pick the person beforehand is Pete Buttigieg overheard the dealing going on with Kamala and they had to include him in the cabinet. And that's why he ended up being our (laughs) transportation secretary. Unbelievable. The guy's such a little Frank, weasel, man. He's a weasel. We all, 
We all know how he got that cabinet position. He got into the limo with Barry Obama. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody could corroborate that one guy's story, it's Buttigieg. Wow, they don't call him the booty gig for uh, no reason there, folks. So that's that's crazy. So James Carville uh, on the Bill Maher, I totally oh, agree dude. with you. Just, you know, that I think it's a cop-out. It's easy. People are – it's a sign, though, in my opinion. If you are clearly someone who has voted Democrat for 30 years, Bill Maher, and now you see the writing on the wall. Your finger is on the pulse. He realizes something, which is something we've all seen now and and felt for the last two years. It's lame to be a Democrat, and it's cool to be a Republican now. And you are now lame. lame. You are now lame, sir. They've always been doing this. They have been doing this forever. For 30 years, he has truly believed he's an independent while he only punched the ticket of Democrat. Well, I'm just saying he's now pronouncing more so independence because look at the charts on the Billboard uh, uh, website there. Uh, no, no. Country go music is on the you rise, gotta... man. No, no, you got to go listen to this conversation. I'm saying he's there... just trying to be cool, and he realizes it's uh, not cool to be a Democrat. The Democrats are lame, dude. Democratic Party, to me, represents masks, lockdowns, Safety, climate change, electric stoves. Do you see what I'm saying, dude? The the Democratic Party represents all the lame shit going on in our world right now. Wokeism, critical race theory. It's the rich people just cramming down your throat what they believe is better for the world, for the planet. I'm just telling you, the right seems cooler right now. Like I'd rather go hang out with Chris Rock, or I'm sorry, Kid Rock, and not Chris Rock, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? That like that's kind of the sides I'm on here. No, I'd, I'd rather be with a uh, Kid Rock than uh, Dylan Mulvaney, right? Like those, those are kind of oh, yeah. you see that like the the sides are being kind of drawn here. The line is drawn, and people are taking the sides. And I think Bill Maher is seeing it. He's traveling the country. He's doing a stand up. He must realize that his ultra left Trump stuff maybe isn't as popular as it was a few years ago. I don't think so. Although, so the, my next clip is, I did shit on him on the first one, so I had to, I went deep into the episode. I found, this one was actually, I had to give him props. Yes, all right, I like a little ba- fair and balance on this show. This is balance, because he actually, I, I gotta give him props, he actually was fair and pushed back on the whole rape case against Trump, with the E. Jean Carroll. Wow, I did not see this one coming, actually. I did, I, that's why I was like, man, okay, this is at least he... Like, I gotta play this clip. Alright, let's do it, man. Let's dig it in. He actually is an adjudicated rapist on Fifth Avenue. A, a court of competent jurisdiction, a judge said by any common definition of the word rape, you rape that woman. This is the dressing room one? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that may have happened, but I mean... But was... a court, a jury in a court okay. said it did. That fucking means nothing to me, because I know what they know, which is nothing. They know 
two people said two different things about something that happened in the 90s and of which there's no witnesses or tape. Well, you know so what? We can, I can't, I look, I hate Donald Trump as much but as anybody, but I can't say for sure I just know that. Just because nine I, people said they think that, I, I can't. First, first of all, but yes, I, I'm, I'm, they had more evidence. Uh, yes. So she told me what was this happened. What was the that, evidence? Other people that she told contemporaneous with it. Well, which you is know, pre- uh, okay. whatever a jury said that, okay. she, that yeah, he you know did. what? You know more about this but, case than apparently I do, but, and and maybe if I knew everything, I would be completely. I, I, I know that a jury. Yeah, I, I tend to have more faith in most people. In juries, I think most of them are, are really try to weigh with what's there, and I do know that a jury. But, but now, now I get too technical here, but by a preponderance of the evidence, right? It, it, it's a little bit of a different standard in a criminal case. It's beyond a reasonable yeah, doubt. Yeah, I'm admitting. I, 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 don't, I didn't know that there was like evidence. I just thought right. it was he no. said, she said. So, okay. <laughs> okay, do you hear that? He literally said, he keeps saying, no, there's not just he said, she said evidence. And then his evidence to counter that is, no, they also had other people that she told. Okay, it's still, I don't care how many people she told. It's still he said, she said, right? Man, the thing with the E. Jean Carroll situation is so absurd. that We don't even have a date. Don't even have, no, but do you know what I love about this? This is one man who's very situationally aware and one man who doesn't get it, who doesn't see the writing on the wall. So Bill Maher knows he's a very famous man with a lot of money, who slept with a lot of women, right? So you can't just go out there and be like, believe all women. The, the jury was for sure right. You can't, the jury called him a rapist. He's a rapist because he knows one day that jury might turn on him. Well, because Bill Maher himself is also a man who's very well off and has slept with a lot of women. A lot of women. <laughs> yes. That's what I mean. James Carville, if the system turns on you, are you going to be so willing to just accept the jury? You're going to you're going to be more trusting of the jury still? Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, mark my words. I've seen this happen my entire life. I don't know what I don't even know what time frame to give it. But James Carville's going to go down and this clip's going to come back to haunt him. I promise you that. I don't know. He towed a fine line on this one. I <laughs> He uh he danced very carefully when they talked the Clintons. And he knows the Clintons, allegedly, more intimately than most people uh, in the D.C. sphere. And so I find it just very... I found it interesting the way he didn't say really anything at all about the Clintons. Why would he? He was very afraid. I'm just like, the second the Clintons, like he, Bill was trying to butter him up and kept talking about how great Hillary was and how amazing Bill was. And the one thing that Carville said was like how Bill Clinton was the most interesting person like ever in the world or something like that. Yeah, he did say that about Bill. And that could kind of... Well, Frank, he's crazy. He's not suicidal. Well, but when you say Bill's the most like interesting man in the world or whatever... You could be including in the word interesting, you know, he flew 17 times on Lolita Express. (laughs) We all know he fucked young girls. Pretty interesting. I don't know if this Bill Clinton guy. He's an interesting fella. 
He's got some stories, 17 of which I can't really tell you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I, you know, you got the you got the Lolita Express. You got the Epstein stuff. Clinton loved, loved Epstein Island, man. He was there a lot. He logged a lot of flights there. That's what I mean, dude. You don't think James Carville went to Epstein Island? That's I'm what, you, something, no, I'm with you on this. Out. I'm absolutely going to come out. I told- Dude, you don't go out. You don't go out on Bill Maher and announce to the entire world. Oh my God! Anytime a woman accuses you of rape, and this jury in New York, you know what I mean? Like the most liberal jury in the world. Who? I mean, come on. This guy. I, I promise you, they're gonna find a girl in like, like a very red part of Texas. You know, and he's gonna have to go face a rape charge in Texas. Oh, I'm sure something's gonna happen, or um, you know, I don't know what's going on. This guy. You see, he's, JP he's Morgan paid fucking uh, the Virgin Islands. So, well, I find it all funny because yes, uh, Epstein Island back in the news. Oh, I didn't even see it on the document. And uh, no, it's mind. and it's uh, it's happening. Um, another payout. Interestingly, the same exact payout from the Deutsche Bank. So we know the price tag, folks. $75 million. If you got banged around on Jeffrey Epstein's island by uh, you know a thousand different celebrities and politicians, you earned 75 million bucks. <laughs> Carl J.P. Morgan says it has reached an agreement in principle to settle the Jeffrey Epstein sex predator litigation with the U.S. Virgin Islands with a payout of $75 million. The settlement ends a bruising episode in which each side accuses Yo, would the you other- suck off Stephen Hawking for 75 mil? <laughs> <laughs> you know he's like drooling I, I on think, you while you're well, doing you it know, and shit. But I would have, my only stipulation is he would have to do his uh, sexual moans and groans through the computer i'd want to hear it through the computer oh yeah oh exactly no, no teeth yeah no teeth. that's right <laughs> you're getting teeth otherwise i want 100 million you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's right stevie <laughs> <laughs> what did he have what disease um, yeah. You know how, like, <laughs> Down syndrome dudes have huge dicks? You think that disease has huge dicks or small dicks? Well, he was also a nerd and, like, kind of a tiny dude, so I That's guarantee he had the monster dong. Yeah, man, he probably got picked oh, on by the jocks, and you know what I'm saying? The, the nerds always have the monster dong. There was this uh, female comedian on uh, Kill Tony. She was on there a few times, and she would talk about how she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she worked with... Uh, Mentally handicapped people for a while. Oh, and yes. She, <laughs> and she got fired because she started banging one of the Down Syndrome guys. She's like, now all I look for is Down Syndrome guys because <laughs> apparently they all have huge cocks. I don't know if it's wow. true. We're talking donkey dongs here. Like uh... She said eight plus for all of them. They're all, and like if you look at like guys with Down Syndrome, they're always like thick, you know? Yeah, they always have big hands. They're kind of big uh, shoulders, thick. like a thicker. Yeah, man, I I see this as a reality, and also this is kind of how you know God is funny with His creation, man. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, he he stunted he stunted your brain there, so he's gonna make it challenging for you. However, he gives you a seven inch cock, but then he makes you five seven. What are you gonna do? Yeah, bald. He he does these funny kind of balancing tricks, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody gets it all. 
<laughs> Nobody gets it up. <laughs> That's why nobody's out there talking about LeBron's dick, right? Nobody, you know, nobody's. Dude, they, people even make fun of Shaq's dick. <laughs> well, with, with Shaq, though, I believe everything's proportional. And it's That's just, the funniest um, you part. His dick is like seven inches, but it's so small in his hand. That's what he, In his hand, it probably looks hilarious, like comically small. Like a big lighter. It could probably like slap us across the face and like knock us out for several days. Oh, like I probably couldn't lift it up. But it's like... <laughs> But in his hand, it looks like a Bic lighter, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, anyways, uh, J.P. Morgan is paying off the Epstein victims. Enabling Jeffrey Epstein's abuses (laughs) and led to a series of embarrassing disclosures of relationships that high-ranking bank officials at the time had with uh, with Epstein himself, including one former executive who frequented Epstein's private island. Now, the Wall Street firm says the payments will be divided into three That's categories. why they don't mind <laughs> It was worth it. Dude, they kind of sneak that one in there. Like, and, well, they also know a guy who went there. So, hey, write the check. And, and J.P. Morgan agreed to pay $75 million with no objection from the board. Yeah, they all flew there to fuck the girls. So, can we confirm the dude in question is J.P. Morgan? <laughs> I don't think that guy's alive anymore, right? No, I, it was. Probably, I think he came back just to go to Epstein's yeah, Island. That's right. Yeah. No, I guarantee uh, Jamie Dimon, the uh, CEO over there at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, I bet you he's the fella who uh, probably was called out for being there, along with Prince Andrew. I'm willing to bet in a lot of these private depositions and these sealed court documents, there are some juicy nuggets of names within them that um we'll probably slowly see as these guys die from their fifth booster and what have you uh like i I think down the line when these guys um start to like get edged out of the scene then you know we'll find out who's who right i think that's how that works you gotta wait 30 years minimum yeah like it's like 50 years and everybody now totally accepts the CIA killed JFK. Oh, yeah. No, no, like, like, and even if you look at it now, like, we're 10 years away from them admitting they had something to do with 9-11. Well, they already have. I already told you there was a court document that was revealed this year where they admitted that two of the 19 hijackers were CIA assets already. I should rephrase that. We're about 10 years from, like, NBC talking about how. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 Dave yeah, yeah. Muir comes yeah. on with breaking news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave Muir, we're about 10 years from that. <laughs> you get the breaking news 10 years from now. Actually, 10 years from now, uh, John Stewart will crawl out of the desk of Stephen Colbert <laughs> and make make a bunch of hilarious jokes about 9-11. Oh, we didn't even mention it, dude. Strike is over. Oh, well, we, I'm done with this Epstein thing. Strike is over, Folks, dude. The best part is uh, Mike doesn't listen to or read the docket. Here we go. We oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about Jamie Morgan. Up. No, no, go back. Go back. No, Let's do the payback. No, we're, we're there. 
We have some developing news overnight. After nearly 150 days, a significant turning point in the months-long writer's strike that brought Hollywood to a halt. Nobody cares! As of yesterday, major <laughs> screenwriters and major studios have reached a tentative deal to end the historic strike. That's according to the Writers Guild Stop of America. Right there, is, for something to be historic, people have to notice. Yeah. Come and on. I'll be honest. I've been saying it the whole time. This is a sad day for America. Now we got the Jimmies back on late night. They're going <laughs> to just spew toxic garbage all over the audiences at, at nighttime, and people are going to dream about it, think about it, hate Trump, wake up, and it's just we're back. It's, it's no good, it's man. terrible. Not good for the country, man. That's why oh, they came man. back. We, they heard us talking about how good it is that they're gone. Well, I, I'm, I actually think... There was a little democratic, if you know, government, let's say, uh, intervention here, and they maybe kind of said, "Hey, look, we need our puppets back on their stage so they can, you know, spew our propaganda and manipulate, you know, manipulate the masses." Here, we have no way right now to get our MK Ultra messages out to the uh, to the folks. Dude, that is a good call. During the strike, Biden's approval rating went down. And Donald Trump started doing better in the polls. Yeah, man. Well, where are people getting their media from, right? They're going to alternative sources. that's why they brought it back. They realized they had to. Yeah, well, Uh, you can't get anything good on YouTube anymore because everything's a commercial and everyone's banned, and so you got to go to Rumble, and then all of a sudden, oh, wow, there's some interesting stuff on Rumble. Oh, my God. Oh, the CIA did 9-11. You know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) The wheels start turning. You go down these rabbit holes, man. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. They admit they made Lyme disease? <laughs> did you hear about Fauci and these beagles? This is insane. Like, uh, I think people right. start How to How did really... this HIV thing go down? <laughs> um, there, was a, there was a monkey? What? <laughs> no, the HIV, AIDS came out of Fort Detrick. Fauci was working on it. There's no doubt. I'm sorry to think they all, dude, to be, to be real, though. Uh, this Russell Brand thing, I think, is the biggest thing of our lifetime right now. I well, think this red pill. The, I feel like for a lot of people. No, 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 not red pill. I think this is going to be the turning point. In this is really the turning point on such a big scale that we don't even that nobody really understands. It, just now, they uh, or today they were talking about a bunch of advertisers now pulled out of Rumble. They're not going to advertise on Rumble anymore, right? Sure. All, yeah. All of them said until Rumble demonetizes Russell Brand. That's and the scary reason stuff, this is man. such a big deal is because this is, I forgot how many it was, but these were all the top advertisers on Rumble. And the reason they all back down from Rumble is because all of them are controlled by BlackRock and those other two companies that just own everything. That's right, man. So because they're so heavily invested in this company, they could literally be like, Frank. If you don't shut down, if you don't shut down your support for Rumble, we're gonna tank your stock. Oh yeah, and that's just like it's so much power, dude. If the community <laughs> comes together, because now they're pulling out of it, they're pulling the ad revenue, so that means everybody on Rumble is losing money. If the community comes together and they stand strong and they stand behind Russell Brand, this will prove that you can actually start an independent media and they can't touch you. If 
it gets so bad that Rumble has to crumble and give in, then that means that's it. that route i've been thinking about lately how the internet in the last six months or so has seemed very different to explore they unleashed something ai wise on the internet where i think it is ultra centralized to each individual at this point Well, yeah, that's been happening for a while. It's been getting more and more. I know, and I think something just kind of like quadrupled in the last six months. I'm telling you, in in that time frame, we've been seeing nonstop news articles and stories about AI and the perils of AI (laughs) and the dangers of AI and, you know, may kill us all and the AI apocalypse. And I'm just... I've just been thinking more along the lines of... And we were joking earlier over via text message how uh you know about the ai maybe ejecting the dude from the f-35 yeah and stuff like that but trying to take the plane you know the the it's starting to seem like um there is a like a master control happening on our information streams and maybe they're locking it in they have an algorithm or an ai set up that uh, that you don't need people monitoring anymore, right? And everything is, you know, set to roll. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, they're prepared to shut down any kind of independent stream of information and uh, knock everybody out who tries to oppose it. Well, that's what I'm talking about, man. There's still today, it's harder, it's getting harder and harder to find, but still today you could actually find real journalism, right? You can find it on uh, like Reddit, Substack, uh, Rumble has now become a very good place to find video journalism. You know for sure. If this, if they succeed with Rumble, that's it. You will not be. I mean, that means that means everything you see, no matter what, it's curated, and you can never find a true opposing opinion unless it's what they want you to see. You're going to have to search out for it through alternative means, and you're, you're not going to be able to Alec, use Google Alex or... Jones literally cannot show his face on anything but Rumble. Well, have, you, have you seen his website? It's like bandtv.info.net. <laughs> like, he's got, like, the... They don't even let him on the internet, man. He has dot to do these, Columbia, yeah, dot dude, Thailand, he, dot Russia. That's like has, how many times they have to route it. <laughs> he has this insane website, man. Like, he, he can't even be InfoWars anymore in, in any capacity. They just eliminated InfoWars from the internet. It's so that's incredible. I, that's what I mean. The only place left is you could find him on Rumble. And I'm not saying he's the uh, end-all, be-all of truth, but, you know... You know what I always say? Okay, I'm, I'm trying to explain this to people as best as I can. The way I feel about uh, Alex Jones is the same way I feel about RFK Jr. I hope he ends up on a ticket, even as an independent. I will vote for RFK Jr. Because there's one thing I know, and that's the CIA killed his dad, 
They killed his uncle, and everybody in power is trying very hard to keep him out. That's why he's the guy I want. Very interesting. Uh, you're not a uh, Rama Dama Lama Dingle no. uh, Ramashwama Ramashwama. <laughs> Those guys, man. It's the same thing with Alex Jones, dude. I'm gonna listen to him because they're trying so hard to shut, dude. If I don't care who it is, if today they open up and they if somebody wins a lawsuit against Don Lemon for a billion dollars because of one thing he said, and then they do everything they can to strip Don Lemon off the internet. I'm going to start listening to Don Lemon. Great call. That's when I'm going to actually pay attention to what you have to say. I'll be like, holy shit, what is Don Lemon talking about, you know? Folks, that's why you got to listen to the Dude Man Podcast. They hate us. Everybody. Podbean, YouTube, everybody. Twitter, they banned me from everything, man. Even like Tucker Carlson... Okay, you're this. You're supposed to be this like extreme out there guy, but then you end up on X, and you still have this. You're like now the face of this huge platform. Dude, I, I just don't buy it. I don't well, buy it. I right? don't. But buy like it. Russell X, Brand, man. the UK government is trying to get you off Rumble. All right, now I want to listen to what you have to say. Well, I've been paying attention to Russell Brand. His show's been pretty fascinating. He has uh, been actually. Tossing out facts and quotes, and uh, he he's been very dedicated to you know exposing a lot of the stuff behind COVID, and you know it just um I I, I think once you go after big pharma, That's they it. they go after you. Jokes on you, Pfizer. What are you gonna take my grandma's house? Go <laughs> fuck yourself. I got nothing. I I think if you are reaching 500 million people a day or whatever on YouTube or whatever he was hitting, you know what I'm saying? Uh, How close are we? We're getting there. It's going to be close. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for telling your friends. Heyo. <laughs> thanks for... <laughs> yeah. We're about to hit that mill. We'll be there any day now. I feel like Joe Rogan's going to invite us on the show. At any point, uh, um, so yeah, that, that that is crazy. The whole thing with Russell Brand should, you know, put everyone a little bit on edge there, especially if you're uh, somebody who likes to put out uh, goofball content that you assume only the CIA is listening to. Uh, so, <laughs> um, well, should we finish the writer strike? I can't believe this is how much we didn't care uh, about the writer yeah. strike. We're more concerned about the world striking against Russell Brand. You see what's well, happening? Russell Brand is more important than any one of you assholes that was on strike. Absolutely, so. and the world would be better off if these idiots would just stay home. It's closer to the finish line after having five Could straight give them days COVID? of negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys have COVID? I mean, you're the only ones testing. Jesus Here's Christ. the thing. They're, not, they're still not going to make anything uh, because the actors are on strike. Oh, did you hear about Paxlovid? Paxlovid? Uh, it's back? Or the... Remember... Oh, I, I couldn't find him. Apparently, remember how Paxlovid, you didn't have COVID for two weeks, but then it, it just hit you after two weeks when you stopped taking the drug? Yeah, well, first you get the baby diaper mouth. Diaper mouth. And well, it, tur- it turns out while the you're sitting there with diaper mouth, your body was creating mutations of the COVID drug. So they think a lot of the new mutated variants are because of the Paxlovid. Wow. Uh, That was Fauci's little brainchild, I believe. Honestly. And if if they're admitting it, I think it's Paxlovid. It was one of those drugs. And if they're admitting it about one of those drugs, 
you know, we're about a year out from them admitting the boosters caused the variants too. Oh yeah, and I I got stuff on the booster. We're gonna do booster in the next episode, actually. Yeah, I let's believe, do writers. but we're gonna yeah, finish the writer strike here. Patients, this new development suspended picketing immediately. Details of the agreement are expected to be announced in the next few days. At that point, the guild will vote on whether to accept the deal, which includes higher base compensation, increased royalties, and doesn't matter. They'll take any deal. Against- <laughs> I know, man. This is what, so desperate. I, I really did not care about the writer strike. I was happy it was going on, but I'm actually interested in why they they ended it. Artificial I mean, intelligence. These people are walking in a desert, and you're offering them water. They're going to take it. Man, no, this there's something deeper going on here, man. Against artificial intelligence, that was a real sticking point. The first batch of... Uh, shows you'll likely see back on the air are the daytime and late night programs. The move would relieve some pressure on hosts who were criticized for announcing plans of a return before these strikes were resolved. As for Hollywood actors, they're still on the picket lines and will continue their strike until their union, SAG-AFTRA, reaches a deal with studios. So we'll be following Great that. News. All right. So uh, the reason I find this so fascinating is because, again, we haven't been covering it because we try and <laughs> we talk politics, but we try not to do the hardcore politics like where they run the poll numbers every week on Meet the Press. I watch it all the time. And uh, Mike and I will chat about it in private occasionally, but it's a lot of bullshit, and I really try not to pay too much attention to it. Uh, however, Joel, Joe Biden's polls are in the toilet, and nobody in this country wants this guy to run for this next election. Yeah. And Trump is getting a lot more popular he he bought a gun the other day. He's at the uh, strike. No, in he did not right buy now. the gun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They exclusively I'm just... <laughs> made a statement. I can't. Dude, I can't believe how he... Joe Biden, your son. Joe Biden's son is literally facing a federal charge for gun for illegally buying a gun. All, you got all. You guys are going to spend the next hour talking about how Donald Trump said he should buy this gun. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, man, Trump should release a photograph of himself uh, weighing out some pills next to uh, his gun with his dong hanging out, right? <laughs> See what Donald Trump thinks. should go to a store with Alec Baldwin and gun shop. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze! Just kidding, everybody. Actually, Alec Baldwin, you should, open a, you should start a podcast at the gun shop with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> at, at the range. <laughs> no, dude, you know Alex, Alec Baldwin's podcast should be locked and loaded, and you drink with <laughs> Alec Baldwin, right? <laughs> locked and loaded. <laughs> Actors scared in a car with Alec Baldwin <laughs> and a loaded gun. <laughs> oh, no, you lock them in a shooting range with Alec Baldwin, right? Ooh, there's two pistols, one bullet each. <laughs> you both get liquored up? Oh, yeah, I like this. (laughs) You both get liquored up, and then we hand you a gun that... Each a gun that's loaded that you don't have to pull the trigger for it to fire. (laughs) (laughs) These are triggerless guns, see? (laughs) Specialized by Alec Baldwin's filming crew. So what are the the actors fighting for? 
I don't know. I don't care. I just think the whole reason the writers are coming back is so they can guilt-free bring the Jimmies back on the late night, bring back SNL on Saturday. Uh, Now, and also, I think there was a lot of writers in the newsrooms, man. I don't think we watch real news, dude. I, I think the writers had to come back. I think a lot of the stories were old, kind of lame, weren't really, you know... They didn't have that I think, spark, they, I think they did it for the late night. No, it's definitely the late night. It's so, yeah. again, I, I'm obsessed with this because I have a strong belief that majority of people get their news from their entertainment, like their late night shows. And, you know, yeah. uh, they watch John Oliver and Daily right. Show and Bill Maher. And they watch Bill Maher and John Oliver and The Daily Show, and they think, oh, I'm like all the other smart liberals out there. We're watching, you know, you know, smart news. It's satire, but it's also news, so we're smart. And, Dude. like... Oh, you're so right. And, like, so right now that, that influence is just not occurring. And, and to be totally honest, man, when the entertainment goes away, I, I mean, people are probably just doing stuff. <laughs> like not sitting in front of the fucking tube so like not having programming we just had too much fucking programming in my opinion like the the abundance of streaming the, you, the fact that you could just sit there hour upon hour for the rest of your life watching content that's not healthy for any society man like we really should just dial it back Let's just stop content. We have enough. They're rebooting Harry Potter next year, and they're going to reboot everything else. Like, dude, just stop. You know what? If you're rebooting Harry Potter, stop. We've done 10 Star Wars renditions. Like, stop, man. Nobody wants any more Star Wars. We're done with Marvel. We're done with series and reboots and redos. We have enough in the past. All right? That's it. Call it quits. You know, everybody get outside. Read some books, man. Nobody... Again, I was talking about several episodes back, like two months ago, you know, reading Mark Twain. Like, I don't think most people could even read a single chapter in Tom Sawyer these days. And I truly believe that. Dude, I heard this guy, I, I guess this guy I know, he's super, he's, he's like too smart. You know, one of those guys? He's oh, like yeah. Too smart. Oh, man. I look at he's... him every day in the mirror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about really smart. Oh, Actually, sorry. What I'm about to tell you will explain (laughs) why you think the smartest guy is in the mirror. Well, no, I'm Uh, a certified moron. I've established this many times on the show. Dude, so he told me. I was talking about how, like, I was like, dude, this guy not think. I literally, there's one guy, I I don't want to give it away, but I I, I, I said out loud, (laughs) does that guy not realize how stupid he sounds? And there's one guy who's super smart. He says to me, nobody ever does. He said, the problem is, if you're stupid, you don't realize it because everybody's smarter than you. The minute they hear you say something stupid, which you don't realize sounds stupid, they do, and they adjust their talking to your level of intelligence. That's what smart people do. And that's why you never realize you're stupid. And he goes, that's the same thing with like TV. It's why, you know, like some people can't stand watching tv but other people do he goes if you watch like a talk show host or something and you don't realize they're talking down to the dumbest audience members that means you are the dumbest audience <laughs> <member."> 
<laughs> and I was like, holy shit. So the reason me and you don't like the Jimmies is because we are at least smart enough to know what they're doing. And we, that's why we can't stand it. Wow. But isn't that crazy? It blew my mind the way he explained it. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but there are people who I talk to where I'm like, I gotta dumb this down. You know what I mean? And then there's people where I'm like, holy shit, you're way smarter than me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, right? Well, it's why I remember from the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin, uh, He and maybe I'm off, maybe I'm wrong about the quote, but he says something along the lines of, I've often regretted my speech, but never my silence. Wow, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's what I was thinking. That's why you should, I literally, when he said it to me and I was listening, I was like, it's better to talk. It's better just to not talk. Oh, because literally, yeah, silence oh, is, is the key, man. Yeah. The more then you they don't talk, know how stupid you are. Well, that's why we have uh, hundreds of episodes of us being idiots and saying stupid shit. This is the that's why we of- talk so much. <laughs> We're morons, man. Yeah! I, I talk so much that I record six hours of it, you know what I'm saying? Me and my dumb brother, you know what I mean? No, the acorn doesn't fall too far from the tree, so yeah, we're I, of equal intelligence. I listen to it, and then I'm like, genius. These guys, These guys know what they're talking about. There's some smart fellas out there. <laughs> educated. <laughs> uh, these guys sound like they read those books. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can even read them left to right. It's crazy. Oh, I mean, man. I used to know a guy who used to always say that. You know, <laughs> no, where I'm from, we could read, just not left to right. And I was like, that's oh, the funniest thing I've ever Oh, that's heard. fantastic. <laughs> that's a deep cut, man. You got to think about that one, actually. <laughs> Not smart enough to get it right away. <laughs> no, but isn't that crazy though? So if you're watching the Jimmies, if you're sitting there watching late night TV, and you're just fucking ooh, 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 um, oh, a seal cheering along, clapping. And you're like, oh, this is great. They're making that show for the dumbest people. So if you don't realize it's dumb, you are the dumb. Well, yeah, I, I hate is... to be. And, <laughs> And listen to this. I, I literally had this conversation today with somebody. I know that's a hard truth to take. I've had to swallow some hard truths about myself. You can either take it as, a, as an adult and, you know, go from there. Or you could just call me an asshole and say it's wrong. Well, it's why the sitcom died. It became apparent there over the last 10, 15 years that the sitcom was a formula and it was designed and scripted for a very specific narrow-minded group of people did you see big big bang theory the numbers that came out (laughs) like recently i thought the show was long gone wasn't it off the air years ago well they're still playing the reruns ah the reruns yeah one of the one of the things the new numbers that came out revealed is that it's like a lot of these shows like big bang theory and all that their average age was 65. Yeah. That was the audience. Yeah. Well, this is the generation who grew up on Leave it to Beaver and I Love Lucy and, right, you know, even, you know, Dukes of Hazard later on in the 70s and stuff. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a, 
this is the rerun culture. They're long gone. Like, who's watching reruns and and the millennial and Generation Z group, man? Like, nobody. I can't watch anything with a laugh track. If you're watching shows with a laugh track, I hate to break it to you, but you're not in the top 10% of smart people. (laughs) Anything modern made. But I think if you're watching something for, let's say, nostalgia or maybe even... Oh, if you're checking out some... I'll tune into some I Love Lucy. I tune into the old stuff. I'll even, like, if it's late night and I happen to be up and, like, Married with Children is on, I'll be like, I gotta gotta see some Al Bundy, man. I haven't seen this in 30 years, you know? And, and, it's got to be the new. If you're if you're watching the new stuff, yeah, good call. And think about married with children, literally made for the Neanderthal of the '90s. I mean, it was the dude's like his catchphrase wasn't a catchphrase; it was him putting his hand into his pants. In his pants. While he say like, what you want, though, man. At least we had a man to look up to. You know. know what I mean? He stuck by his wife. He fucking worked every day at the shoe store. Yes, he, dude. You know what I mean? He just had a middle class <laughs> I house. Al Bundy is kind of a, a modern day hero, but I love how like his big thing was you'd hear the toilet flush and he'd walk out of the bathroom and the crowd <laughs> crowd would go nuts and then he'd sit on the couch and make some sexist <laughs> remark about about his wife and then like put his hand in his pants and everyone was like waiting for the hand to go in the pants. Like that was the big moment. <laughs> then he'd make a comment about how dumb his kids were and how shitty his wife was and then he'd put the hand in the pants genius yes dude genius yes and then the neighbors would come over dude that is a fucking genius show he hated <laughs> was, everybody dude. he just wanted to be left alone i man <laughs> you're right dude yeah he that is a man dude. after my own heart i don't think i could uh, wow <laughs> I think I've become El Bundy. No, I'm not kidding. The more I think about it, like, they should teach a class at Yale about Al Bundy. This guy is some sort of, like, modern philosophical hero, man. Like, you're listen, right. This is all you modern men. If you want to be happy, live like El Bundy. Well, even... That is the- you're onto it with the stoicism just to, like... Every day, just be this slug working in this shitty mall, the shitty shoe store, dude. You know, <laughs> like he was a man who wasn't happy, and it was okay because he knew he wasn't supposed to be happy. <laughs> You're a man. <laughs> You're a man. You know why? Me- you know why God made men bigger, stronger, tougher than women. Our life sucks. <laughs> you gotta be bigger, stronger, tougher. You're gonna be. You gotta be bigger, stronger, tougher, and you're gonna die first. That's just how it works. Nobody wants an old man, useless, lying around. But that old woman, we'll take. She's fine. You know. Nobody, come on. Nobody yeah, wants man. to take care of an old man. Uh, they play tennis with their friends at the retirement community. They're good. Uh, that's, yeah, that's so what, funny, you know? dude. Uh, the the deep dive on Al Bundy. Uh, it, it's wild. The rabbit hole right there. But uh, the modern man, dude. I don't think I relate to a man more than Al Bundy. I it's think I, at this point, it's Al Bundy wow. and uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. I think are like the greatest uh-huh. heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a soundbite. You gotta get that soundbite, my man. You, you gotta get. Uh, I mean, we need Al Bundy to come back into our lives. We needed Al Bundy on TV just to show kids how to be a man. He would Jesus do Christ. the grudge like that was his. Like, uh, that was something. <laughs> of the sitcom era in the 90s. One guy's catchphrase was he put his hand in his pants and the other guy grunted, man. Grunted. Get out of here. Oh, we have fallen so far. No wonder we turned out to be men. Jesus Christ. Neither one of those men were ever confused about what they were. You know? Oh, dude.
That is so good. This boy wants to be a girl. No, Dad, I'm a pansexual. <laughs> <laughs>